As most of you know, October has been a busy month for me. I had two conferences, back-to-back -back weeks, both out of town. And then uh, I probably not so wisely scheduled to be in Illinois at the end of that second week to preach last weekend at my friend's installation. Uh, he became uh, a pastor who was installed as a pastor at the congregation I grew up in. And so I went back and preached uh, for that installation service, which was really fun and special. But I got back uh, late Sunday into Monday. I think I pulled into to our house at about 1 a.m. Monday morning. And come 8.30, I was here at church uh, getting ready for this weekend. And so uh, as I was working all day on Monday, I kept thinking about one thing. I can't wait until tonight when I can sit on my couch extend the leg thing and put my feet up and just sit and watch TV and just rest and relax. So I daydreamed about all day. And so it got me thinking, where do you think of when you think of a place to rest? When, as you're out all day traveling, as you're working, as you're at school, running from work to kids' events, as uh, your day is filled with errands, where is it that you daydream of? Go. Let's hear some. Bed. Bed. I've got two beds. <laughs> Anybody else? Massage chair. I actually was thinking of you when I was thinking of this question. Bernice has a massage chair at her house where she sits and it's a full body massage. And I keep telling her I'm coming over one day to sit for an hour. But yeah, a massage chair. Did I hear one over here? Recliner. Yep. We all have our place of rest, right, where when we are tired in a long day, we think, I cannot wait to sit there. I cannot wait to lie there. I can't wait to just sit and relax. But have you ever sat or, or were laying in your bed and you weren't relaxing? Despite resting physically, you couldn't rest because your mind couldn't turn off. Your heart was stirred and your soul was distraught. Why is it that that happens? And, and how do we find rest? That's what we're talking about today uh, as we start this brand new series called Welcome Home. Uh, this series is all designed to say, Welcome Home to Divine Savior Church. Welcome home here where you are going to feel like this is your family. You're going to feel like this is home. And today, we look at welcome home to a much needed rest. We're looking at Matthew chapter 11. Uh, if you're new to the Bible or don't know much about it, the Bible is one book made up of 66 books. Four of those books are the Gospels. Uh, they're the biographies of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And Matthew is one of them. He was a disciple of Jesus, an eyewitness account. And so Matthew chapter 11, we're in the middle of Jesus' ministry, and here's what uh, Jesus says. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Alright, so let's stop right there. I want to give you some background. Jesus was in the north. 
up in Galilee. Jerusalem's down here. Samaria's right here. Galilee's up here. And Jesus had just traveled to a couple cities up there. And he was preaching and he was teaching and he was doing miracles. And how did those cities respond? They said, thanks, but no thanks. They said, Jesus, if if you want to continue doing your miracles, if you want to continue healing our people, great. Uh, You can fit into our system right here in this pie chart, pie of the chart, so to speak. You keep doing that, but we don't need to hear any more about the kingdom of God from you. Because if we remember correctly, Jesus, you're the carpenter's son. If we remember, you haven't had any training in the Bible whatsoever like we have. So thanks, but we have got our systems. We have got our sacrifices. We've got the temple. We've got Moses' law. We can do it ourselves. Keep doing miracles. We've got it. What had they done? They had made religion a very exhausting thing. I need to take the burden on myself to do, to do, to do. And when Jesus came and said, salvation's from me, they said, ah, we've got it. Thanks. How does Jesus respond? He doesn't get upset. He doesn't get angry. Instead, he turns and he says a prayer of praise to God the Father. He says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned. You don't have to be smart to understand the gospel. You don't have to have all this book knowledge to understand that Jesus lived and died for you. You don't have to know that. And Jesus says, I thank you that you haven't made this difficult for people, Father. You've made it accessible to everyone. You've made it easy to understand for everyone. And what did he know? He knew that the wise and learned were going to get tired. They were going to feel the burdens. They were going to get exhausted. And it's your first point this morning because Jesus knew that being your own Savior is tiring. And that's what the people were trying to be. They were trying to be their own Savior. We don't need Jesus. We don't need you to be our Savior. We can do it ourselves. And that is tiring. 2,000 years later, we still struggle with this, don't we? Now wait a second. We're Christians. We believe in Jesus. We know He lived and died for us. What do you mean that we struggle with being our own Savior? Let me explain. Come with me for just a minute. How many demands are on you every single day? Think of all the demands that are on your shoulders every single day. You've got demands from your boss. He or she wants you in into work. They want more hours out of you. They want better work out of you. They want more production out of you. And you have to meet those demands because guess what's going to happen if you don't? They'll find somebody else who's going to meet those demands. You've got demands from your children. They're busy schedules. You've got to get them to and from places or at least coordinate how they're going to get to and from places. You've got demands from your kids on food. You need to feed them. Clothes. You need to take care of them. You need, they, they have demands that are on you. Your marriage has demands. You can't just ignore 
your spouse. You have to pour into them. You have to pour time and energy. You have to pour into your spouse too. There's demands in your marriage. There's demands from friends. There's demands from family as they call you wondering, when are you going to come by next? How come we haven't seen you lately? Is everything okay? When are you coming home? There's demands as they call you and you know that you're not living up to their expectations and you feel it. There are demands from teachers. And all teachers, for some reason, think it's a great idea to put all their tests during one week. And so you feel that pressure, right Emma? You feel that pressure. You feel the load on you. All these demands. And what do we think? If I'm just wise enough, if I'm just smart enough, if I just balance my schedule enough, if I just work harder, I can meet all of these demands. And what are we trying to save ourselves from? Failure? Shame? Letting people down? We want acceptance. We want love. And we want to prove our worth. And so we work harder. And we work harder. And what happens? Every single day, we let one of them down. We disappoint the family. We disappoint our spouse. We disappoint our kids. We disappoint... You go on. We disappoint somebody. And then what sets in? Shame. And we all know what shame feels like. Parents, you know what it feels like because there's actually a term for it now. Mom shaming. You feel that as other moms look at you judgmentally because you didn't do this for your kid, you didn't do that for your kid because you allow your kids to do this or not do that. You feel that shame as you let them down. You feel shame as your boss calls you into his office once again to tell you that they need more out of you, that you're not producing like they want you to. You feel shame as you look into your spouse's eyes and see disappointment once again because you have failed. You feel shame as you look at your kids. You feel shame as you ignore the call from mom and dad once again because you know that they're just going to lecture you and you don't want to hear it again. Shame sets in. Guilt sets in. Why? Because we have fallen and we have failed. And so what do we do then? We try to work harder again. We try to work harder again, trying to save ourselves again and again, but we can't work it all out. And so what do we do? We turn to look for a Savior. But not Jesus, because Jesus only fits into this pie of our life. Instead, we look to other things to be our Savior. We look to people for our personal Messiah. We rely on them. We go to them and we lean on them. We talk to them. But they're sinful too and they fail us. And so we turn to hours of TV at night to try to numb the pain We turn to a substance in hopes that uh, we can just turn everything off and become numb to it all. We turn to food, trying to fight pain with pleasure. We just cash out at night and we go to our bed and we fall asleep and we sleep for 12 hours not wanting to wake up because we know that when we wake up, guess what's going to be there? The weight, the burden, the shame, the guilt. 
And that's true with all of those saviors that we run to. That weight, that burden still remains. And we go through life with this heavy backpack of guilt and shame weighing us down as we're looking for rest. If that describes you, if it describes you, Jesus has an invitation to you today. He says, stop trying to be your own Savior. And instead, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. We are all looking for rest, and Jesus' invitation to you is to come to Him. Why? Because the rest you need doesn't rest on your shoulders. The rest you need doesn't rest on your shoulders. There's a story about a group of guys swimming in a river. And they're all out swimming, and, and one guy uh, decides he's going to swim off and, and see what's down the river a little bit. And as he's swimming off, a tide comes and pulls him away. And he starts screaming, Help me! Save me! And the guys look, because by this time the guys are, are all up on the beach drying off, and, and they look and he's flailing about, he's trying his hardest to swim back, he's trying his hardest to save himself, and he's yelling and he's yelling. And so all the guys on the beach turn to the one guy who used to be a lifeguard and was an exceptional swimmer. And they turn and look at him and say, well, save him! But the guy just stares at the man in the water. And they all look back to the guy and he's flailing his arms, his legs are going everywhere, he's trying as hard as you can see, he's trying, he's trying. And they look back at the exceptional swimmer and he just stands there and stares. Just watches. Finally, the guy in the river can't do it anymore. He's too tired. And he sinks. That's when the exceptional swimmer jumped in, swam over to him, grabbed him and immediately brought him to the beach where he was saved and he had rest. All the guys rush over and one of the guys says to the exceptional swimmer, why did you wait so long? Why did you wait until he basically was drowning before you jumped in? And the exceptional swimmer, the lifeguard said, if I would have jumped in while he was panicking and flailing around, in his panic, he would have grabbed onto me and dragged me down. I had to wait until he ceased trying. I had to wait until he stopped trying to save himself. We often try to save ourselves from shame, from guilt, from fear. And Jesus says, stop trying. Stop trying. You can't do it. Stop trying. But I'll tell you where you can find rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You see, Jesus took your shame. Jesus took your guilt. Jesus took all the times that you failed. He took them on Himself. He took all that sin and He went to the cross. And He paid for each and every one of them so that you are forgiven. He says, Come to Me, all you who are weary and burdened. Take My yoke upon you, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Learn from Me, and you will find rest for your souls. 
Do you know what a yoke is? A yoke is that thing that goes over a donkey or a horse that then they, they pull the cart behind them that's filled with that weight. Oftentimes we go through life with the weight of rules, the weight of guilt, the weight of shame, and we try to pull it all. And Jesus says, give that to me. Give all your sins to me, and instead drag around what? My forgiveness, my grace, my love, because that's what you have. Let's trade. And so we give all of our sin, all of our shame to Jesus. And instead we pull around His grace, His love, His mercy. And Jesus says, you can stop trying to find worth. You can stop trying to be accepted. You can stop trying to prove your worth because you have it all from God. God accepts you. God loves you. God forgives you. God thought you were worth sending His only Son to live and die for you. You don't have to earn it. It's all through Jesus. You see, the rest that we want, the rest for our souls that we so desperately want, it doesn't rest on our shoulders. It rests on Jesus' shoulders. And He has taken that burden off of you. This is why we're doing this series, Welcome Home. Welcome home to Divine Savior Church. Because here, you're going to hear this message every single Sunday. Here, you're going to hear it in our starting point class, which starts tomorrow. Shameless plug. Join us tomorrow, our starting point class at 6... 6.30 tomorrow night here at church. You're going to hear about Jesus. You're going to hear about how He lived and died for you. You're going to hear about how He's taken all of this and gives you rest. Join us on Wednesday nights for our Connect group as we study the book of Acts and we're looking at how Jesus is spreading His church as more and more people have the weight of guilt taken off of them and fill them with His love and grace. Join us next Sunday as we hear again and again about our Savior Jesus. This world is filled with demands. You have them all on your shoulders. Jesus says, come to me on Sundays. Come to me during the week. Put those burdens on me and I will give you rest. Let's pray, asking Jesus to give us just that. Dear Jesus, you know the, the demands that are on our shoulders. You know the guilt that we have, the shame that we face. You know how we have failed. And this morning we lay them all on you. And we trust your word that it says that you have taken them all to the cross and you have nailed them there. You have forgiven us of our sins uh, and you fill us with peace, with love, with joy, with your forgiveness. Help us to live in that grace. Help us to live in that and always come and bring our burdens to you so we don't get dragged down with this weight, but instead we live freely as we live in your love and grace. We ask all this in your name. Amen.